Well, hello there. This is Jim, the Keys Bartender, the Keys Bartender Podcast, the podcast about bartending and life and Keys life, I guess. You know, sometimes you you hear some of the stories that I have to tell about things that happen down here, but we all know weird shit happens almost everywhere. But it's always amazes me that people seem to uh, have to put out warnings for things that would be apparent to most people. And if you needed a warning like that, it would be amazing that you would make it to the age of majority, meaning 18. If you need a warning not to, uh, you know, stick your hand in a lawnmower while it's running. That's the thing. I used to, I mean, I, I used to on a gas powered mower because if you move the blade, sometimes you could, you know, start the engine. There's possibility that you could. So I would always disconnect the spark plug when I did that. But that, that's, that's an interesting one, you know, about not putting babies in, in buckets, you know, the outline of a baby going into a bucket with some kind of liquid in there. Um, that must have happened at least once. You know, a baby, I know it's sad. It is sad. But it's a big world out there. And almost everyone has every instance of, let's say, any every mishap there could be. It's like, don't get on an elevator if it looks like it's not thick the cabin for the elevator. If it's empty, if the door's open and there's no elevator there, don't go in. There you go. That's a good rule of thumb. You know, don't get on broken escalators. Don't stick your tongue in the escalator. You know, all that stuff. What it really get it gets me is kind of like a uh, Sophie's choice that people put themselves into. And I was reading a story today about a woman in Michigan, who was in an outhouse. Um, and uh, I guess it was an outhouse because a porta potty, it would be virtually impossible for someone to climb in. But it, it sounded like they were in an outhouse and she dropped her eye watch into it. And she decided to go in there. And once she got in there, she couldn't get out. I guess she didn't have the upper body strength. And not that, you know, would have, well, if you got into an outhouse and your legs are in there and you're getting going for your watch, um, I, I don't know what incentive to get more upper body strength there could be than to be waist deep in human. I, I hope, once again, I hope you're not eating while I'm talking about this. But the police felt they... She ended up, I don't know how she, someone heard her calling from the outhouse. They found her in there and uh, they called. Now, I guess I would have probably tried not to have the police come and rescue me. I would say, hey, listen, you got a rope, a couple people help me out of there. But she ended up calling the emergency vehicles. And due to that, the police, the local police department needed to make a announcement 
and it's a warning. It says, if you do lose anything in the outhouse, please don't go in there after it. You know, and for, first of all, I don't know why you would go in with any valuables and things like that and why you, you know, that your watch would slip off into there and you spend the time. But we always have to make these warnings for people. And I'm not talking about the mentally handicapped because obviously the mentally handicapped aren't going to be paying attention to the warnings. These are regular people. The warnings are meant for regular people. Not for babies, not for deer. You know, we've discussed previously that deer crossings are not for the deer. They are to let them know that deer do have a uh, a tendency to cross in that section of highway, but the sign isn't there for the deer. Okay, it's for people. And whenever you see a sign for something, let it be known something has happened similar to that. Like eventually with scissors, I mean, scissors should have sharp, sharp scissors should have like a million notices. Don't stick in your, don't use to clean out your ears. Don't take sleep out of your eyes with the sharp scissors, you know, all, all sorts of things. Don't trim nose hair with a big, the big pinking shears, you know, or knives, toasters. Oh my God, toasters, don't put a, don't stick a fork in it while it's, you know, that's, that's the really good one. People with limited understanding of how things work, uh, doing things similar to that, or pumping gas while you're smoking your cigarette or, or anything, you know, they don't realize that the fumes are combustible. And I imagine there every year, hundreds, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars or converted to dollars around the world uh, for warnings, for things that should be, I mean, I imagine they're saying, do not step out of the, do not step out of the, I remember in Wildwood, New Jersey, a resort town. Uh, in South Jersey, and they have a very long boardwalk, and they have a tram car that goes up and down, goes at like three, four miles an hour, real, real slow, right? And it goes up the big boardwalk there, and it says, "Do not." Uh, there was a recorded message: "Watch the tram car, watch the tram car," and every so often, "Do not." get out of the tram car while it's moving. Now, you may think four or five miles an hour, it isn't, but you know, there's a lot of people that get on the tram car. A big uh, reason for people convey on it is because they're drunk or have a problem walking. If you have a problem walking, you think you, you would definitely want it to be stopped. And if you're drunk, you're just overly confident. But I just think it's, Interesting, and I have to tell people at the uh, restaurant when I'm at the bar, when things, uh, because our kitchen is right at the end of the bar, the window where it is, and people pick up, their servers pick up the food, and I pick up my food, and they hit a bell when the food's up. And a lot of times, if it's one of the deep fried things, uh, 
like stuffed jalapenos or anything with cheese in it or wings, I have to say, listen, please wait to eat these. These are hot. And I feel the need for them. These are, these are hot. And they go, oh, well, why did he say something like that? I figure that would be enough, right? If I tell them, these are very hot. So be careful about putting them in your mouth or your eyes. You know, oh, there's hot sauce on this. Don't touch your eyes. Because you ordered the hot sauce and you should know that already, shouldn't you? So there's a list of things that you need to tell people when they're, you know, it's amazing that the, I guess because some people's abilities are deteriorate after they've been consuming a couple libations. So we're going to say, "Where's the bathroom?" And I go, "Here, it's over there." And you do, and I, I'll go and say, "Let me give you a brief uh, rundown of how things are going to go. You're going to go into the bathroom, and that's when you're going to drop your pants." You're either going to sit or stand. You're going to stand at either one. Now, if you're standing at the toilet, you're going to make sure the lid and the seat are lifted. If you're sitting, you do not want to be sitting in the urinal or the sink. You sit on the toilet. And when you're done, there's a handle there and you're going to flush. And then when you're done all that, you go over to the sink, the one of the highest porcelain items there, put soap on your hands, rub them together under some water, and wash your hands, and then dry off. And then you're going to take the paper and throw it in the trash. Now, People have a problem following that order operation. Sometimes they pee on the floor. Sometimes they throw the paper in the urinal that doesn't flush. It just seems that people nowadays need additional instructions, or maybe they always needed instructions. Like, don't put your hand in the ceiling fan, which I regularly do to slow it down sometimes when, because they're not, you know, you're not these big wooden slat, uh, ceiling fans aren't going to take off your hands. It's the old metal ones with the sharp things that possibly could cause some damage in a cut. Right? But I went on and on for 10 minutes on that story about having to explain things to people. Another thing I have to explain to people is when I go and say hello to them. Now, if I feel I want them to know my name and I have enough time, and they seem friendly, I'll introduce myself as Jim. Otherwise, when it's real busy, I won't introduce myself as Jim. I let people wing it. And when I say I let people wing it, they're going to call me either sir, pal, buddy, which is okay, mister. Um... Excuse me, bartender. I guess that works too. You know, it depends on what, you know, how they say it. Now, I had this discussion before on it. I don't like really people. There's people that don't, I don't know who call me Jim, which is great, but it makes me think that I should know who you are. 
I know if we met like twice five years ago, don't be surprised if I forget who you are. I am so sorry about that. It's not that you're memorable. It's that I run into thousands of people. Now, if I was at a bar, and then let me tell you how I, I address somebody. If I was trying to get someone's attention, it'd be, excuse me, sir, excuse me, miss, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, there's not a lot of ma'ams anymore for me because there's very few uh, bartenders I run into that are older than me. Uh, well, there are fewer bartenders than are older than me. So I'll call Ms. Ms. or Miss. Yeah, Ms. That's a good one. Ma'am ma is, is an honor, honor I, I want to say honorific. It's not an honorarium because honorarium is monetary. It's a monetary compensation for providing a service to a group, like a speech. You get an honorarium when you show up to give a speech to a group. So here I digress. But all those things getting attention, and I, you know, trying to get attention of a bartender, You'll hear people here. I'm going to use my mouse to kind of simulate it. Here you go. That's that's supposed to simulate the thing of a glass. There's tapping your hand. There's a whistle. Whoa. You get a whistle to get someone's attention. Um, you don't get my attention. It's not good attention. You don't want you don't want bad attention. Bad attention is Yelling, uh, while screaming, shrieking. I have a regular person, uh, one of our regulars, who's their regular voice is a shriek, so they get a, a pass on the shrieking because their their regular tone is a shriek. And we always say, we always know when you get home because you say hello to your dog. I mean, she lives about four miles away, but yeah, we. You're saying you shriek so loud that we, you know, that the innuendo is that you're so loud that we hear you from the bar. But tapping the bar, using it, I save that for my regulars, the ones that are, you know, drinking the same thing. And I'll tell other people and say, listen, if you feel the need to get my attention, get my attention, go, hey, you know, do, um, if it's quiet, you know, the, the tapping on the, uh, I know I used to have a little rap that I used to say about, uh, well, from my friend, Jim Feely said it, uh, I used to bartend with him years ago and he, he had a whole rap going on or poem, more of a poem or a beat. He was more of a beat poet. And he was like, uh, you bang your glass. I kick your ass. Or tables are for glasses, not for asses. They used to make fun of the way you used to say ass or glass and things like that. I don't know if I still have that accent. I may still have that accent. But it's really important when you're approaching someone, you approach them from a neutral position and non-offensive when you're trying to get their attention. And um, if you could be a servant and you put your hand up, you like that. If I, see, if I go by and I see someone's hand comes up, that's good. Hey. Hey, hey, work sometimes. You know, when it's real busy. But when there's a million people talking, there's a million people and everyone wants a drink, the way I kind of do it, and it's really hard, 
It's really hard. It's going to say, I go in order. I may go left to right or right to left, depending on who I felt I served last. And I'll just start at one end of the bar, work my way around. Now, if you're one of those people that come plowing up to the bar right after that last person got served, but there's five people after them, I'm going after the five people. Sorry. You're going to have to wait till I come and make rounds again. And then there's drink orders coming in and stuff like that. And I always get, there's there's always a peak time in every, for some reason, it's a, it's an anomaly when everyone's ready to get their drink at the same time and there's downtime. So we have a uh, image in our head uh, as a patron. You go, well, it wasn't busy a minute ago and now it's busy now. And this, that's the way it is. That's just the way it is. And you got to wait your turn. You got to be patient. You can't dive in there like that lady diving into the porta potty or not the porta potty, the outhouse. And there's a difference between a porta potty and an outhouse. If you got in a porta potty, you know, you you went into the porta potty, you're usually up to your a little above your knees. Right? A little um, about halfway up your thighs. As long as you're not a baby, you should be pretty clear being able to get out of there and stuff like that. I don't know why you would climb into that hole. But the outhouse hole, that was a desperate desperation thing. And sometimes to put that whole story to rest, you just got to let things go. And an outhouse is a very good place, a very good metaphor in multiple ways for letting things go. You know, if you eye watch, I know they are very expensive items and stuff like that, but sometimes you just got to chalk it up to an experience and give up. Um, and, you know, with hopes of not getting stuck into it and having to pay emergency services and having to live the ignominy down for the rest of your life. Talking about letting things go. Um, well, I don't want to let things go about this. If you want to get some Keys Bartender gear, go to www.keysbartender.com and we're selling gear, hats, t-shirts, mugs. Just check out the wares we have, some nice stuff. It's run by Shopify and all the profits go to supporting the show. Okay, it's quality stuff. And uh, I'd appreciate it if you listen to the show, if you go in there and purchase some of the items and show people and say, hey, what's what, who's that weird guy on the mug right there? And so was the podcast is saying it's lonely guy. Well, not a lonely guy. Actually, I live with uh, two lovely ladies, my wife and daughter, but uh, and I'm a bartender and a spin instructor and all that stuff. And he's saying he does a podcast and he talks about, you know, all the bullshit he talks about. Getting back to letting go. I've been thinking about that for a long time. There are so many things that people can walk around with. Um, regrets, anger, um, just lost love, lost loved ones, missed opportunities, all those things. And we carry it with us, and it's almost like ghosts uh, hanging around and harassing you. That's what it is. If you had a problem 
you went to college and you stayed in, you know, you went for two years and you dropped out. And you, now you're working um, at a manger, at a convenience store. You could have regrets about that. And it sounds really sad, doesn't it? But it's really not. It's life. And you just got to, you know, your main point of life is to live with some modicum of satisfaction and happiness. And regretting things in the past where you can't, if you can't do anything to address that anymore, if you can't do anything, if you can't, if you did something wrong to somebody and you have an opportunity, you say, listen, I can, I can contact them and ask for their forgiveness or do something quietly for them. Or if there's something you can't amend, like if you say, man, I'm really feeling shitty because I didn't take care of my body and here I am, I'm a wreck. Well, it's a, if either you are about to die and you can't do anything or you can go out and do things to take care of it now. It takes satisfaction that you're doing the right thing now. Letting, uh, thinking about things in the past is kind of like letting a bill go or un it's unfinished business, really. That's what it, it's unfinished business. And all you want to do is put a conclusion to it. You could put conclusions on relationships. You could have a relationship with someone and it could be ghosting. I love these new terminologies that they make ghosting. It's where someone hangs around and they're still in your life, even though it's they're not in the same level of relationship you were before. It happens a lot of boyfriends and girlfriends, exes, uh, friends. And, and they just seem to be around and there's no conclusion to it. So either you accept the way it is now or you put an end to it. And when I say put an end to it, put an end to it, not contacting the person. If it's not to your liking, the type of relationship that's going on, that's in one particular case, right? If you're ruining Ruining, uh, ruin, ruin, not ruining, ruin your, let's say, the dis disorganization in your life, right? In the past, well, what you do is you start taking care of things. Now, one of the best things to do is just to, uh, you could take care of organizing your drawers. I know that's good. It sounds menial and small, but it's a beginning. Uh, there's a lot of suggestions about people getting organized. Every first thing they do in the morning is make their bed. Make their bed, sort your clothes, clean out your car. The biggest nightmares I've always had were those hoarders. And I have a sneaking suspicion that people that are hoarders didn't never started out that way. They just started collecting things. And there was a tipping point where you really can't do anything anymore. We have a, a thing where we collect in our house, our, 
are junk mail and it just gathers and gathers and gathers. And there's mail we got to keep and there's mails we can't. And sometimes we get things repeatedly back and forth, back and forth. I mean, I get credit card requests for credit cards I already have. Credit, credit card offers for credit cards I already have. Is that kind of crazy? You know, I keep on sending a paper. Imagine you're sending hard copy uh, advertisements to people, these packets, all the time. I guess they're making tons of money because they can spend millions of dollars doing it. But what I do about taking care of those things, taking care of the unfinished business, putting things to rest, putting things to rest like the mess, like your health, like what you're eating, fixing up a relationship or not fixing up or breaking up, fixing or breaking up. We talked about that. All those things are things you can do. But one thing you can't do is you can't relive or relitigate or re, um, you can reimagine the results, but whatever happened in the past happened. And the best option after all those things I said about redressing or making amends or things like that, if you can't do any of it, if you can't, you know, someone you, even someone you can't let go, let's say there's a, a person who bullied you and they died or used you and you, you could write a letter to that person, even though they can't get it, but you're letting your feelings out. You could tell someone about it. You know, if you can't, if you can't let it go, because the best thing is just to let, I know there's a psychologist or a psych, a psychiatrist might say, no, you have to work through things. And that may or may not be true, but there's some things that are over. And you could talk about them. You could write the letter. And then once that's over, do you only have one option then is to move on? And there's some horrible things out there. And they there's horrible things that people move on through. There's people that live through the Holocaust. There's people that have been wrong wrongfully accused and incarcerated. Yes, for years. And they have to leave uh let's say pick that one. That's probably the less. I, I'm not saying it's less horrible, but yeah, less than a Holocaust, maybe. But um, it's certainly less than a Holocaust. Uh, the um, once they're released, they can, you know, they can seek um, a redress by maybe litigating and getting, uh, you know, a settlement. But after that, the only option is. Either there's several options, but one is to stew and say, I lost all these years of my life and be miserable for the end of your life. And then there's no good thing to come out. Or the other one is to look, I'm just happy that I'm out now. I'm, I'm looking to, um, we're litigating right now. But other than that, I'm enjoying life. And that's probably, it's hard to tell them. You know, you don't want to tell somebody what to do, but you're telling them to enjoy their life. You're telling them to be, I have people trying to tell me all the time when I'm in the midst, when you're in the midst of, uh, like that lady in the, um, I keep on wanting to say porta potty, but the outhouse, you're in the midst of shit. It's hard to 
change directions. But there, it is also, it definitely is a possibility. I have people trying to talk me down when I'm all angst-ridden and things are not going my way at work and I'm working. Uh, it's busy as hell and it's just coming. You're getting slammed. Boom, 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 boom. And someone will come and say, listen, this is only temporary. They're talking to you. You should be, you'll be fine. You can do this. You know, blah, blah. And they're right. I intellectually, you know, they can do they can do it. And once they say it, and then I'm a little, it's kind of like a little embarrassed when I hear that because I said, I'm the one that's normally telling people this. I'm the one that normally says, you know, hey, listen, this isn't going to last that long. You just don't remember. It's immediate. Everything's immediate. But then again, um, that's more current because the past, everything either happens, uh, everything happens now right now because the stuff in the past happened but it's not happening and the stuff in the future hasn't happened we can see things that are likelihood of happening and you know where the percentages are you know get closer and closer to that thing will occur but it still hasn't happened so all you can really be is in now and there's no anxiety there's no there's no fear. There, there's no fear. There's only being in the now. So, yeah, forget that. Forget letting that stuff go. And I, I'm always talking, only talking about the past now because we, we talk about future. That's, that's also anxiety. You know? People have their fear of action. But not in the past. There's no action to take in the past. Unless, you know, like I said, I gave you those certain circumstances about redressing that. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening once again. If you'd like to support the show, go to www.keysbartender.com. Check out our gear. And anything you purchase will be supporting the show. I'll be back again. Thank you very much. Bye.